The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Benedictine College and Audible.com. You can get your free downloaded audiobook by going to a special link at audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. When you go there, you can choose from among 150,000 titles to download your free audiobook. We've heard a lot from the different guests we've had on this show about the importance of mentoring, what qualities a mentor should have, what qualities a mentee or a protege should have. And today's guest, Colin Schiller, is the president and co-founder at Everwise, which is an online mentoring for businesses. And he's responsible for the product, the programs, the technology, and the business operations. Sounds like a little bit of everything. And prior to Everwise, Colin served as the vice president of business development for Audium, where he built key customer relationships that led to the sale of the company to Cisco Systems. And then at Cisco, he was responsible for identifying and launching new product development initiatives for the Collaboration Software Group. Colin is a frequent speaker at industry events, and we're very happy to have him on the show today. Welcome, Colin. Uh, thanks so much for having me on, Kelly. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm excited to chat a bit. Yes. As I said, this is a very important topic. So often as business owners or as uh, people who are either starting out or trying to get to that next level in their business career, they need some guidance, and they may not receive that from the company that they're working for, or as entrepreneurs, we often don't have anybody to turn to. So tell us about what your company, Everwise, does to help with that. Sure. I mean, that that's one of the things, I, I would echo your sentiment, that, that, you know, finding someone who can help to guide you in your career, whether it's helping you with a short-term challenge that you have, or helping you really think out what are the next series of steps that I need to take to get to where I'm going, um, it's critical. And if you talk to most really successful people, uh, you know, nearly 100% will point to a mentor or a series of mentors of who they had along the way, someone who they connected with, who took an interest in them and took an interest in their career and really helped them to grow. So when we got started with, with this business, um, we identified a, a real challenge for folks in making those connections and finding those connections. Um, while it's something that everyone would agree is great and everyone would say, yeah, you know, this is something I'd, I'd love to find someone to mentor, I'd love to find a mentor for myself, um, it's a lot harder than you think to, mm-hmm. to make those connections, to find that person um, where you've got really, you know, good alignment, um, where you have that, that match around the kinds of things that, that your mentor is good at that you need help with. All of those things can be really challenging, more challenging than one could think. So what we're all about as a business here at Everwise when it comes to mentoring is bringing people in, uh, people who are looking for mentors and people who want to be mentors to other mid-career professionals 
and helping to both make those connections, um, which, which more often than not are going to be to someone who, who you don't already know, right? someone who's outside of your network. So we want to facilitate those connections, and we use a bunch of data and technology to do that in a really smart and scalable fashion. And then we also want to support you as you move through that mentoring relationship. So another challenge that, that, that we see out there uh, is that people will often say, yeah, I want to have a mentor, that's going to be great, but maintaining a mentoring relationship, sort of the care and feeding of that relationship and making sure that it continues to thrive uh, is another thing that, that is, is challenging for people. And so we provide support along the way as well to make sure that both parties understand what it is that they can be doing to, to make that relationship thrive um, and to allow both parties uh, to get a ton of benefit out of the interaction. Whatever gave you the idea to mechanize the selection of a mentor? Uh, you know, there's other ways perhaps that you could have gone about it, but you, you actually mechanize it and you have, uh, as you said, you use a lot of data. I suppose there's algorithms behind it. What gave you the idea to do this? Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting. When we, again, when we first got started, the, the business was, was started around a question that one of our co-founders, uh, a gentleman named Maynard Webb, asked. And, and Maynard, we were sitting around one day and he said, uh, look, you know, I think that there are a lot of people out there who are really, who are stuck in their careers um, and, and who can really use some guidance to break out and, and, and really kind of achieve their full potential. What can we do, right? Is there something that we can do at scale uh, to, to help a lot of people grow? And that led us down the path of talking to tons of folks and saying, hey, look, when you are looking for advice, looking for guidance in your career, where do you go? Invariably, what people said were, I turned to, I turned to friends and family. There were a small right. percentage of people, right, this wouldn't surprise you, who, who turned out to kind of be the, the, the most accomplished folks who we talked to who said, oh, well, if I need help with, you know, thinking around marketing, I figure out who are the top experts in my field. I figure out how to network, how to get to them, how to connect with them. But that's a, a small proportion of the population. Most folks would say friends and family. And we'd say, wow, that's great. How is that working for you? Is that giving you what you need? <laughs> right? And again, as you can imagine, the answer is absolutely not. Right? Like They don't understand my industry. They don't understand the kind of role that I'm in, the kinds of things I'm grappling with. So that led to the insight that more often than not, your ideal advisor, your ideal mentor is probably somebody outside of your network. Well, once we, we came to that conclusion that it's someone outside of your network, then it really, at least from our perspective, does become something that data and technology can really serve. So our model is actually one we don't believe that you can have pure technology here. We're not about turning on the black box and just seeing what results are spit out. We actually combine technology with some human oversight. So the way that our systems will work, we leverage the technology so that when somebody comes in, uh, you know, we can, can look against a huge database of available folks who might be qualified to help them out. The system will then bubble up to the top, you know, what, what it believes are the prime candidates. Uh, and, and then we'll have a person take a, a final look at that to make sure to kind of do that gut check. Because at the end of the day, we are truly putting people together, and, 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 and it's about people, right? So they need to connect right. and they need to have a solid relationship. So... The reason that we went down the technology route is that, that sort of our aspiration, our ambition um, is to get lots and lots and lots of people connected in really valuable and meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. in, order, in order to do that, you necessarily have to use some technology. But we've designed our technology and our process in such a way 
that we can also retain that human touch um, to, to make sure that that last little, you know, that last little bit of the connection uh, is, is made and, and is really positive. Do you have any kind of a, oh, how shall I say it, any kind of a courting period uh, between the protege and the mentor? And if it's not working out, then you go back to the drawing board and, and try again. How, do, how does that part of it work? So we do and we don't. I mean, the um, the way that, that we set the process up, which is, has actually been, you know, quite successful and, and is based on, on a bunch of research and, and data that, that we've tapped into, uh, the first thing that we do once uh, we identify what someone would, a, what we would refer to as a protege is looking to work on um, and a selection of a mentor is made, we actually share aspects of what that person wants to work on and bits about their background, but it remains anonymous. But we share that with the mentor, and we ask the mentor to opt in. We say, look, do you believe that you are in a position to help this person with what they're looking to work on, and do you have the time to commit to this right now? Once they say that they're, that they're in, then we go ahead and, and, and the protege is contacted, and they get to see what came out of the system and why they've been connected with this mentor. Um, we then facilitate the initial launch of the partnership, so we help folks kind of break the ice and give them some tools to get going. Uh, and then the whole process is instrumented. So we're checking in, the system is checking in regularly to see how things are going. Um, if, if folks are not off on the right foot, we provide support. And, you know, more often than not, with a little coaching, um, people see where the alignment comes and, and they get a lot of value out of the process. In some instances, if both parties are looking at it and saying, hey, we can see why we put together, we were put together, but frankly, this just isn't working for us. Then we'll go ahead and we'll pull the relationship apart um, and, and give each party an opportunity to get engaged again. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you have tools to help the two different parties get going, that there is uh, support throughout the, the relationship. Talk to us about what happens after the selections are made. What do you do? Do you kind of step back and let them figure out their own format, or do you have an actual process uh, that you, you ask them to follow? So uh, a little bit of both. We have a process that we ask them to follow, but one of the, the first steps in our process, <laughs> we say, look, during your first meeting, here's, here's our process. Why don't you guys take a look at this together, and you decide which aspects of this are going to make sense for you. Right? So some partnerships will look at what we've given them and say, all right, this is perfect. So this is the, the path that, that we're going to go down. This works beautifully for us. Others will look at it and say, hey, you know, after we've chatted for a bit, we see that there's a nice connection here. We're going to kind of toss the book out the window, and we're going to go ahead and, and do our own thing. Now, whether they follow our process to the letter, do their own thing, or are somewhere in the middle, along the way for all of these relationships, um, we are, are checking in in a standardized fashion. We're reaching out at key points along the way with sort of general tips and guidance for them, um, and we're drawing them back to some other materials that we've created. So, you know, we don't want to be too rigid and structured because, again, we're putting people together here, and, and, and one key thing that, that we always remind ourselves and hear loud and clear from our participants is that we're putting a bunch of very accomplished adults together. Yes. Right? This is not a program where we're, we're working with, you know, high school kids or anything like that, all of which are amazing and awesome programs, right? Um, 
but, but what we're doing is, is we're taking two very accomplished adults, both of whom have said, this is something that I am interested in doing and that I'm willing to commit time to. And so we want to respect that. We provide the structure if they want to use it, but if they want to, to kind of do their own thing, that's fine with us. The, the last point on this is that for partners who do their own thing, we follow up and part of what we're asking them is, tell us about what you did. Tell us about what worked for you because we're constantly trying to tap into that feedback loop so that the, the things that we suggest to partners, sort of the process that we suggest, is a dynamic and living thing, right? It's not, it's not like rigid, we wrote it once a few years ago. Um, we want to constantly be learning as well from what people are doing in the program and where they're finding success. Well, just as relationships evolve, your process has to evolve as well and to be able to con uh, accommodate that and not, as you say, be so rigid. Colin, I want to come back and talk with you some more about Everwise and some of the qualifications uh, that a mentor needs to have. Let's talk about uh, some of the, the reception that this has had among your clients. But first, we have to take a break from our sponsors. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Colin Schiller, the president and co-founder at Everwise. Do you practice entrepreneurship? Intrapreneurship? Do you know how to show what you know? Benedictine College Executive MBA program has been the launching pad for many successful innovative products, services, and ventures. As the only one-year executive MBA program in Kansas City, our conveniently located North Johnson County campus and weekend class times will fit your busy schedule. Go to benedictine.edu slash EMBA to learn more about our program. Hi, I'm Kelly Scanlon, host of Smart Companies Radio, and I'd like to tell you about one of the sponsors of Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. It's Audible.com. Get a special offer by going to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Get a free month service and download a book of your choice. You get about 150,000 titles to choose from. So go out to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. People ask me all the time, what does it take to be successful? Whether it's your personal or your professional life, success always comes from within. I'm Devon Plumberg, and I'm your host for Divine Leverage, Success from the Inside Out. We'll have powerful topics, we'll have provocative thoughts, and we'll have even more practical tips to build your success. So join me at noon Central Time every Tuesday on Blog Talk Radio, Smart Companies, Thinking Bigger Radio Network, for Divine Leverage, Success from the Inside Out. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking this morning with Colin Schiller. He's a president and co-founder at Everwise, an online company that helps match business people in a mentor-protege relationship. And we've been talking about how that works. And now, Colin, in the second half of the show, I'd like to talk a little bit, now that you've piqued some people's interest probably, I'd like to talk a little bit about what you have to do to qualify to be either a mentor or a protege on Everwise. What kind of qualifications are you looking for in order to be eligible for your program? Sure. Well, let me start with the, with the mentor side of the equation first. Um, so for, for both uh, a mentor and a protege, uh, the overall process is coming in, completing an online assessment, and then actually having a, a live discussion with someone from our team. Uh, so when we are looking for folks who are going to come in on the mentor side, uh, it, it's interesting. When, when we first started the business, uh, kind of the assumption that, that I had, we're, we're obviously looking for people uh, with deep business experience, 
um, with an interest in mentoring and with, frankly, with experience mentoring, right? We're looking for credibility. We're looking for people who, who we get the sense that, that uh, they've, they've got the desire to commit the time um, and, and who, you know, have a sort of a, a depth or a breadth of experience that they can bring to the table. Uh, the, the primary thing that, that we tend to see in these mentoring partnerships and that we really look, frankly, to, to kind of screen for uh, is not so much, hey, can you help me with the nuts and bolts of marketing or can you help me with figuring out how to structure my financial model? What, what we see a lot more of is folks coming in and saying, you know, look, I, I really need to work on my overall communication skills or I'm working, I'm working on some of my leadership skills. And, and frankly, a lot of that gets back to being able to influence my peers more effectively, right, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. So what we're looking for in mentors is that breadth of business experience and sort of that level of empathy that, that, that you would think about when you think about uh, being able to work with folks on those, those kinds of soft skills. When we first started, what I expected to see, I think what we all expected to see, was lots of baby boomers signing up. Uh, folks maybe who were getting kind of towards the tail end of their career and saying, well, look, you know, now there's, there's an opportunity for me to give back. And, wow, connecting with another business person uh, is something that would be really interesting, really fascinating for me and, and a good use of time. Uh, and while we do see that, what's actually been amazing is that I'd say the vast majority of folks who are, who are in our, our community um, are they're operating executives. They're uh-huh. in their career, in the midst of their career. And when we ask, hey, what, and obviously we ask this, right? right. Why, are, why are you doing this? Um, giving back is definitely there. You know, hey, I wish there was something like this when I was coming up. I, I want to share what I know. But what we also hear is folks saying, look, every time that I mentor someone, I learn so much myself, right? Yes. When I ask, you know, if someone asks me to look at a problem that they're having, it makes me think about the way I'm approaching that challenge myself. So I'm learning a ton, um, and, and, and it's a hugely valuable experience. The other thing that we've seen is that folks, particularly as they progress to more senior levels, um, whether as entrepreneurs building out big teams or within a larger organization, their reputation for being a mentor, for being someone who will develop the people who come and work for them, is a huge asset as they look to build out their own careers. So it's a skill that they're interested in developing, and mm-hmm. in coming and mentoring with Everwise is something that's valuable for them. So, well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, how do you find these mentors? Do do they do you have a sales team that goes out and finds these people? Uh, how, how do you how do you become a mentor? Uh, what how does that all work? And the same so, way with the protege. Sure thing. So, so on, on the mentor front, and this is, you know, this is a bit of the world that we live in today, uh, when we started the business, we wanted to see, hey, how will we find these people, right? And do, mm, frankly, right. Do, do these people, are, are these people out there? Um, we started running some advertising on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about advertising on LinkedIn, and this may be, you know, valuable for listeners in, in general, thinking about different marketing strategies, the great thing about LinkedIn from sort of a B2B perspective um, is that on LinkedIn, I can place an ad and I can target by seniority, I can target by industry, I can target by size of company, um, I can target by gender. There are lots of different things that we can do. And so when we first got going, um, we, we ran a series of test ads on LinkedIn to bring people back to the site, uh, and they were quite successful. And so that's how we initially built the community out. 
Now, as we've grown, we see much more of our growth now coming through referral. This is the kind of thing that if you're doing it, you tend to have a good experience and you tend to tell your friends about it. Right. Um, so we see a lot of growth through referral now. We also see a fairly, uh, a fairly consistent pattern where folks who come in as protégés, once their first partnership winds down, will come back and say, wow, that was an awesome experience. I'd like to sign up as a mentor as well. So, okay. so that's where we're finding mentors. Now, on the protege side of things, the way that, that our business works is, is actually the primary way for folks to come in as a protege um, is for their organizations to actually nominate them and sponsor them to come participate in the program. Mm -hmm. um, so to come in as a protege, we will go to an organization, you know, a customer like, um, you know, we work with some big companies, folks like HP or Genentech or eBay, things like that. Um, but we also work with plenty of smaller organizations and startups. Um, so we'll go to a company and say, all right, you know, we know that, that and the, the data tells us that you spend a huge amount of money every year developing your senior executives, right? If the senior vice president of this needs to work on X, you'll bring in an executive coach. No questions asked, no problem, Right. But we say, what are you doing to offer development opportunities to your top people lower down in the organization, folks who are on their way up? And so, you know, typically the answer, particularly in, in large organizations, is, is, well, we're not doing a ton right now. And in smaller organizations, it's, oh, my God, you know, yeah, I do need to be thinking about that. We've been growing the business so fast. We've just been totally focused on, on the blocking and tackling of our business. But, yeah, we, we need to be thinking about what we do for, for, for our really strong people. Um, so those organizations will then nominate folks on their team and say, hey, there's an opportunity that we want to extend to you. This is something for you. You're going to come in. You're going to work with the Everwise team to think about what it is that you're going to want to work on, and then they're going to match you to someone outside of the company who's going to, to help you to grow. Um, okay. So that's how the, the protégés come in. Um, okay. Primarily through their organizations. Now, I assume that all of the mentors are volunteers, and I assume that your revenue model is one that uh, you, you gain your revenue through the mentor, for the, through the protege side. Is that how that works? That is correct. And okay. so organizations are paying us for each protege who they put into the program, and we're obviously quite transparent about the whole model with our mentors. Right. So when a mentor right. comes and signs up, we say, listen, just so you know, this is how it works. And, and the vast majority of mentors say to us, okay, well, you know, if you are saying to me that you are going to bring someone to me who you think I'm uniquely qualified to help, to have a big impact on, and it's up to me when you present that as to whether or not I have the time to carve out, that, that sounds great. That's a great program, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, how's the process overall being received by your clients or even your potential clients at this stage of the game? I, I suppose that there's you've got some really great success stories that you can share. You hear back from people. And there's probably also when you approach people initially sometimes that there's a little bit of skepticism. So you probably get a little bit of both sides. We, we do get a little bit of both sides. So I'll say uh, to, to sort of clear off the top here, um, mm -hmm. the reception's been amazing, right? So... Um, the business is a little bit over two years old. I think we're approaching, we're somewhere in the range of 40 to 50 uh, customers, like live paying customers. Um, we're seeing, you know, the vast majority of those customers, well, everyone starts off with the pilot and then, then they, they tend to expand and, and they tend to expand pretty quickly. This is the kind of thing that, that 
that once people get a taste for it, um, they, they tend to be hooked. Uh, there definitely is that skepticism, right? So out, out the gate, what we will often see is the first question is, wait a minute, you're going to connect my employees to people outside of my company. People I don't even know, right. People I don't even know, like, huh, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm not comfortable with that. Now, the, the good thing for us, uh, in a prior life and another business that I was in, it was in a smaller industry and, like, you know, there were five deals a year and you had to win four of them. Um, <laughs> this is the kind of thing where there are, you know, we, we believe that most companies in the world can benefit from what we're doing. So when we hear very strong entrenched skepticism, which you do hear from time to time, we'll simply move on. Um, but, but for the majority of customers, once we start talking about what we do, showing some of our results uh, that we've seen so far, uh, they're, they're interested and they're, they're willing to give it a try. The next thing that comes out is, okay, well, I, I, I get that you'll connect these folks to someone outside our company, but, you know, we're the best of the best here. And, like, I have a hard time believing that you're going to, to be able to find mentors who are of the caliber to really work with and support my top flight employees. Um, and so, again, you know, we, we protect the confidentiality of our mentors, but we will share aggregate data around the kinds of industries, the kinds of companies, the relative seniority of participants that we have in the pool. Um, and more often than not, you know, we'll, we'll start with a pilot, uh, and the results then speak for themselves. So the reception's been great. We're growing, uh, we're growing quite rapidly, I, I think faster than, than we had expected to. Um, and it's something new. Uh, here, here in the world that we're operating in, and, and and so the nice part about that is that the people who really are tending to gravitate towards us are people who are looking to be a bit more innovative, uh, and so right. that that makes it really fun all the way. Yeah, around. and that's a great match for your company too. You mentioned one of the previous companies you'd worked at. I mentioned when I introduced you that you were the VP of business development for a smaller company called Audium, and yep. then that was sold to Cisco, a huge corporation. What kind of lessons did you learn going from a smaller company like Audium to a large corporation like Cisco and now back to a startup? <laughs> well, uh, I, I kind of have whiplash there. Yeah, quite quite a few, as, as you might imagine. Um, I, I think that the, the journey for me was really interesting and actually informed a lot of what we're doing with this business. Um, the, the best thing, you know, the, what I learned at Audium, it, it was a startup. We grew the business. We, we ultimately were acquired. It was sort of the trajectory that you wanted to be on. And what was amazing about that whole experience was the ability to sort of uh, operate, right? I came in every day. I was making decisions. I was working with customers, working with the team, figuring out where we needed to go, um, and, and really saw a, a direct, a very direct um, result of the actions that I took. Um, so that was really interesting. That was really fulfilling. But also, you know, there was only so much access that we had as a small company. Right. Um, there was only so much reach. So one of the, you know, the acquisition that Cisco made of, of our business was, was a classic situation where we had a piece of a larger puzzle that they were trying to put together. So the amazing thing about going and joining Cisco was all of a sudden you were in this large organization. I mean, I could get a meeting with whoever I wanted to meet with <laughs> whenever we wanted, right? Like you had this amazing calling card. Um, and part of what I did there uh, initially was to help integrate our product and then scale that larger Cisco offering. So right. it was pretty cool, right? You got to work on much bigger deals, and so uh, you got to, to have a much broader reach. So one of the big things that I learned at Cisco was that, you know, it, 
how important it is to be able to work with lots of different people who maybe aren't on your team, who definitely don't work for you or might not work for your boss, but to put these big teams together in order to be able to win those bigger deals, to launch those bigger products. Um, and so that was fascinating to me. Uh, but I, I also saw the, the flip side in, in figuring out how to navigate from a career perspective is much more challenging in that big company. Right. So, you know, at the startup now, it's like, hey, you take an action, you immediately see the result, and you, you've either succeeded or you failed, and it's very clear. Yeah. And it, in the big company, it's more complex. So that's what's very interesting to me about this startup that, that, that is, you know, now we're, we're a company now, um, that is, is working with, with both large and small organizations, and we see people come in with this spectrum of challenges. Exactly, so. exactly. So a lot of lessons learned here, and obviously you have a model. You've found a niche in the in the business community that you are fulfilling, and we wish you lots of luck as you go into your next few years of this. Uh, thank you for your time. And if somebody would like to find out more about Everwise, get a hold of you, be a mentor, how would they do that? Uh, well, they can obviously go to our, our site, which is uh, geteverwise.com, and that's GetEverWise.com. Um, I'm also more than happy. I always love talking to folks, and that's how you build businesses and build products. So uh, you could reach out to me directly. Uh, my email is, is Colin, C-O-L-I-N, uh, and that's at GetEverWise.com. So I always love to connect with folks and, and, and learn what you're interested in. Colin at GetEverWise.com. Thank you so much for your time today. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit us at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at IThinkBigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.